You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26ers? Welcome to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and welcome back to Extraordinary Occurrences with our producer extraordinaire, Demarcus Adisa. What's up? What's going on? It's a special day. I feel your excitement. It's not just our normal, extraordinary occurrences. What is today? Today is the 200th episode of the December 26th podcast. 200th episode. We've been at this. Zero, zero. Almost four years. It'll be four years in a few weeks, which is crazy. Um, So we're here celebrating while we film this episode. But also something else really special is going on. So if you watch the show regularly, you know that we film our guests and we release those videos, but we never film ourselves doing extraordinary occurrences. And there's a specific reason for that. Normally it's happening after hours. Facts. And we generally look really busted. Facts. <laughs> and we haven't really had the setup anywhere to do it because of course we've been at home and again if you listen to the show you know there's been like renovations flood all kinds of stuff going on so we really haven't been in a space to do that but we made a commitment that for the 200th episode we were going to roll out actually filmed versions of extraordinary occurrences and a few other surprises which we will get into a little bit later so here we are and um we've we've survived the flood Survive the flood. <laughs> and we are in uh, the editing suite um, at my home, which we've now turned into like a full shoot studio with a setup to actually film and record as well. Um, so that's this where we are. This is not an editing suite. This is 26 Ventures Studios, okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about an editing suite ever again. That We're on Tyler Perry time. This is 26 Ventures Studios, soundstage. Recording right now. Yeah, that that's very much like late 80s, early 90s hip hop label energy. Like you can be in your mama's basement and you're going to call it the headquarters. Listen, Outkast used to record in the dungeon. The dungeon wasn't even like a real basement. From what I understand, none of them could stand up all the way in there. And that place is like a landmark now, a historic site in Atlanta. Well, for so, the record, we barely standing up in here. So, I mean, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a space and it's ours. Facts. So we're not paying anybody rent to do this. Um, We've got a lot of enhancements that we want to make and some other things that need to happen. But for right now, like we're just getting started. After the year we've had, it was like, you know what? Let's do or die. Let's make it happen. You know, this year, I'm ready for this year to be over. I said that last year, though. (laughs) (laughs) 2023 just waited like, oh, really? (laughs) I ain't no better. Yeah, I'm not saying anything this time. I'm just like... Let me just chill out and be grateful that that I made it. That's really where I am. Devil was trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a praying grandmother. <laughs> Never turn her back on me. So now I'm like confused because when we record these, it's just audio. I just look at you the whole time. Now I don't right. know whether to look this way, but a natural conversation is face to face. So what are we doing here, Mr. It's, producer? There's a lot to get. It's a lot to get used to if you're not, especially, I don't think you, we've been on camera. We haven't recorded an episode with video in this format probably since, what, 2019? February. No, I mean, we had at least one shoot day in 2020, didn't we? No. Nah. 
Are you sure about that? Who do we record in person in 2020? I feel like we had a few archive episodes before the pandemic hit, right at the start. Because remember, everything didn't shut down until that, March. That, that wasn't record. Well, yeah, that's right. That's probably January then, January of 2020. Maybe. Yeah, we did. It was it was either January or February. Like it might have been like at the very beginning. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it was like maybe one long shoot day, and we dropped those episodes, and then everything shut everything down. Went crazy. We were scrambling. So yeah, I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Where do I look in this? Look wherever you want to. Okay, cool, cool. Because when somebody's talking to you, you know you're. Yeah, you look wherever you want to. You don't, you know, so illusion of what the fourth wall. Yeah, exactly. I guess if you're talking to the audience, you break the fourth wall. But we're here. We're just here. So yeah, it's been it's been quite a bit. This is something I think we talked about. I don't know how long ago, but have put it off over and over and over again for like legitimate reasons, and then finally we were just like. All right, let's just get it. Um, and it's a lot. I, I will say, like, I am like honored that we've made it this far with these 200 episodes. I feel good about it, but I absolutely feel like we have recorded 200 episodes. Like, I feel the weight of the work that we've been doing over the last few years, which was harder in the last year and a half, for sure. Over a year and a half now at this point. Yeah, it's... Um Creating content and consistently creating content is difficult. I mean, we've said it time and time over again, but like trying to be consistent. I mean, consistency is key in everything, but when life happens, it, it happens. And to try to create content and then like up the ante, right? To set yourself apart, to give your viewers and your community more. It's a lot of work goes into it, especially when we're talking about a two-man team. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy. You know I, mean? I had to be my own stand-in for this. <laughs> and your stand-in <laughs> to try to get the lighting right. Listen, it it's it's a passion project, but the key word here is project. Like yeah. it takes so much planning and then things happen and real life happens and people have work <laughs> and careers. Right. Like it's so many different and family obligations. Like I'm still tired from Thanksgiving. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm running on E. <laughs> I'm running on E. I'm tired. And when the credits roll, you're gonna see my name on everything. Gaffer, Marcus Adisa. <laughs> Sound, Marcus Adisa. Lighting, Marcus Adisa. Yeah. Cameraman. It's serious. It's very serious. So, but like, this was really important for us to launch and commemorate our 200th. I think, like, Probably if you would have asked me this pre-COVID, like, what do you want to do for the 200th episode? Probably would have said something grandiose, even though we didn't do, I don't think we did anything grandiose for the 100th episode at all. Um, I don't think so. But like, honestly, I'm just happy that we got things set up in a way to actually do this. And now people can like see our face and reactions in real time. Which could probably be a good thing and a bad thing. (laughs) Right. Because now there's really no hiding how exhausted we are when we do this. That's a fact. People going to be like, at least you got a whole Louis luggage set under her eyes. <laughs> you see how my one one pair of my glasses are, <laughs> because I'm like trying to hide that for sure. And we've been shooting, you know, for a good part of the last few days because there's other things coming. So yeah, it's, um, it's not a game, right? It's not a game at all. Forget luggage. I got a whole military footlocker <laughs> under each eye. I got a whole shipping container. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's no easy feat, but we've made it to 200 and we're going to keep going and we're actually going to level up now. Oh, I'm a little shook. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think if you're shook about a new opportunity, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
um, because that means you're stepping out of your comfort zone, you're doing and trying something that you normally wouldn't do. So I think anytime, you know, opportunity and fear comes up, and I don't, don't get me wrong, flip side of it is sometimes you should be legitimately scared of <laughs> opportunities. But on, in, in this sense of the word, I think it's a good thing. So looking back on the last almost four years, like what are some high points for you? Um, off the top of my head, I mean, I think that there's been a lot. I think first and foremost, it's like the consistency. I don't think we've ever missed a show or if we did, it was like once. First year. I think first year we missed like two or three episodes. Right. But since then, it's just we've just been rocking and rolling. Right. I think I think it's the consistency and just, you know, having something that was just a thought like, oh, you know, maybe we should try this grow to what it is now, which, you know, still got a lot of growing to do. But I mean, this is a lot versus the first episode, which was just at the island in your kitchen and you stopping every five minutes. Like, what you think about this? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it was no like, idea uh, what was going on in the beginning. If you ever seen Straight Outta Compton, it was like when Easy e was rapping. Rolling it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, cruising down the street in my 6'4". This ain't going to work. This sounds stupid. Do it again, Easy. That's literally how <laughs> it was, was in the beginning. Like, Welcome to the podcast. How, how did that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. That That's literally how it was to, I mean, what it is now is just, it's crazy. Bringing in admin having a whole procedure for like booking and exit and like it's an operation two-man operational technically three but still an operation nonetheless it's just crazy how much it's grown and I've, I've been this committed to something for this long that don't pay me <laughs> that's the part that's just so crazy like we have not monetized the show have we made money off the show Oh, yeah, I've been yes, paid in several right. different ways. Several different ways. Have we had people who went on the show pay us? Yes. Yes, through no request or demand of, of our own, even like way after they came on, just like sent money in um, just to kind of sew into what we're doing. Patreon coming soon. But that Patreon is coming. It's Please coming. believe. Please believe. As soon as I figure out what else I want to talk about behind a Patreon wall, we're probably going to do no idea quite yet. If I'm keeping it completely real, I don't really know what I want to put behind Patreon, but we'll see. Well, we're going to put them gym videos behind Patreon. Oh, man. Listen, in addition to like leveling up on the show, folks, I am loving, leveling up in life, like my health and wellness, all that other stuff. So DeMarcus has come to a couple of my training sessions with the camera equipment. I have not decided if and when I'm going to let that see the light of day. I feel like it needs to just be, you show the progression all at once. Don't release that right now. Please don't. Now, according to my trainer, I'm doing perfectly fine and I'm progressing extremely well. But you got to understand like the competitive family that we come from and we're all naturally athletic. So when you come from that kind of family, like you're always shooting for the stars and think you're supposed to be like Olympic level, uh, Olympic level fit in like three months. That's just not how it works. You, and, you you want to be like Floyd Mayweather in the, <laughs> the video, but it's not going to happen. You just started. So, you know. Yeah. Things are not going to be as crisp as you want to be. That's what it is. It's, it's not being you know as, I mean? as crisp. Like the weight, weight training, that has leveled up in a really short amount of time. Even like endurance. That boxing, though, whoo, it's a different ballgame. 
A completely <laughs> different world. At least you be in there looking like Martin when he fought the puppy <laughs> on Sheldon's Island. Listen, listen. Here's what I now understand, right? I went into it knowing, like, it's a different endurance game, right, with boxing. But here's the problem. When you've done 40 minutes of straight cardio and weight training and core, and then somebody tells you to get into a boxing ring, you'd be swinging like Martin, too. I never said I wouldn't. I just said that you look like Martin when he was fighting a puppy. It's 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 not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. I was one day watching. Yeah, it's not a game. So it's uh it's easy. Like I've done it. You know, you watch people training, you're like, oh my God, they look like they're gonna topple over. Now I'm the person who looks like they're gonna topple over. Gotta start somewhere. Right. So yeah, I mean consistency is key on a lot of things right now. I think for me, like high points of the show. Um, has been some of those magical conversations that we've had for sure. Like people who come on and you just get that feeling like in the first few minutes, like this is going to be a special conversation. Um, So that the relationships that have come out of the show um, for sure, like network is just crazy. And our name is really good in these streets. Like people will come through for us anytime we ask. And that's good to have that kind of like social capital. People know that like your heart's in the right place. Um, And then I've had a couple of things happen like behind the scenes, which lets me know that we are really on the right track. Um, For sure. I knew it was legit when an actress that I, I really, really respect, I won't say her name, said to somebody who had been on the show, like, who was that? Right. And then that person who had come on the show tried to get her to come on. She was like, yeah, but I'm not ready yet for that conversation. That's what I knew. Like, we are on to something when people know that, like, this is something that they want to do and they want to come and express their humanity and be have a really candid conversation. But they may not be ready for it right now. Like, that's when I was like, oh, OK, our, our platform is different for sure. I think I think um that real feeling was just, for me, it's just like getting feedback from people, seeing feedback, not only from people we know, but people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. People leaving comments on stuff online, sending messages, sending DMs like, wow. And then looking at the the uh, analytics on the background and being like, who in South Africa is listening to this? Who in no idea. India is listening to this interview? Like, that's just crazy that, you know, we're doing this little show. With, you know, guests that are not necessarily household names or famous people and people are actually tuning in and taking away, you know, tangible information um, and lessons from these conversations and it's having an impact. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to the next year. And I mean, I've had my moments of like, do we take a break now? (laughs) Do we move to seasons? Because it, it is something that takes up so much of what would be downtime that like when most people are just kind of chilling out, we have to record or there's editing that has to be signed or cover art or descriptions that have to be written or guests to follow up on or informational calls. Like it's all these moving parts that have to happen just for this little show, right? Like it's crazy. So, you know, people reach out and they're like, oh, do you want to go to dinner tonight I'm like oh no I've got to record an interview like I'm I'm very rarely free, free for like an impromptu meetup right and unless somebody's unless you're interacting with people in your social circle that understand like are pursuing something and try to build something people just don't understand that you know you cannot spring things 
I can't just jump up and do something because there's always something on the calendar. It's not an informational call. It's a, it's a planning session. If it's not a planning session, it's record time. Not record time. It's a deadline to meet for editing. There's always something to be done. So there is no, hey, man, I was thinking about getting drinks in like two hours. Like, no, brother. It's, it's not going to happen. It's blocks on my calendar. I have had the experience of someone being like, Let's go away for the weekend or come to my house. And I'm like, do you have a quiet space for me to record? Because I got this interview. I'm going to have to step out for like two hours. <laughs> but uh, I have done that. I have recorded from other places before and recorded intros. I've recorded intros somewhere everywhere. Hotel rooms, cars, like anywhere I can just get a quiet space. People's basements, like <laughs> just to kind of get it done. Um, I've definitely done the run and gun on the, on the intro piece. Things on the back, like you hit me up asking me about where the notes were for a guest. And I was like, there are no notes for the guest because I took the call while I was driving. <laughs> and I was driving to grab things for the trip that we were headed to Atlanta for, for basically work. Yeah. So oh. it was like non-existent. She's like, you're like, where the notes? I was like, I got a bio because I was driving and I was working while I was working. Multitasking. It was like a Jamaican inception. <laughs> what was that uh, show on Eleven Color uh, the, uh, with the Jamaicans at work and the pop yes, would always yes, be talking tree about job, yes. <laughs> he was always be talking about the son was lazy because he only had seven jobs <laughs> you took it back with that reference I can't remember what the name of the show me was. either I have no I cannot remember at all but I definitely remember the actual bit that they used to do <laughs> boy when I was your age <laughs> I had 20 jobs <laughs> so have we done one of these since we went to Atlanta? I don't think so. So we actually went to the Revolt Summit. We did. Went to the Revolt Summit. Um, had never been before. And I think it was like a modified version for COVID. Like, I don't know that they had the turnout um, that that they normally do. But it was actually fun. I had a good time. I definitely probably went and connected with the people that nobody was really checking for. <laughs> But for us and what we do and what I do, like made some really great connections from behind the scenes folks. But I think that's when you make the best connection. Mm -hmm. I don't think like people who go places and they just clamor for all the celebrities and the big names. Like, I don't think that's how you make solid relationships and come up like everybody's clamoring for the person. Yeah. Like you walk in a room, you should, you know, kind of work the room. And like, it's never really. Like, for instance, it's never really the artists. It's the people behind the artists that you really should be talking to. The assistants, the handlers, the managers, things like that. Those are the people that you want to have the conversations with that can make things happen. Because usually the face is just the face. It's the face of the operation. But they may have some say-so, but they don't really control mm -hmm. their day-to-day. -day. They're not really plugged in. And, you know what I mean? It's just a million people clamoring for their attention versus, yeah. you know, the person that's carrying around a briefcase, the armor bearer. Yeah, I'm just not beat for like, and I also feel like, I guess I'm the kind of person, when you meet that level of, the pers a person of that stature in that setting, it's never a memorable experience for them. You know, so there's been plenty of times where I've been in close proximity to a known name. Somebody's like, oh, look, so-and-so is here. I'm like, okay, great. Like, to me, I, I'm not the kind of person that wants to be just another forgettable face that they met in a room. For me, I want our, our paths to cross when they say see equal value in meeting me as I may see in meeting them. And if that's not the case, I don't care to have some three-minute conversation with some celeb. Like, no, thank you. 
Most of the celebrities that I've stopped is because I was a fan of them when I was a kid. Right. And it's one, that's a whole different scenario, yeah. right? To just praise them for their work or the impact or influence they may have had on you. Like, great. Right. But, like, disturbing people just for the sake of disturbing... I, I don't... I have no reason to occupy your time, but I'm going to just take your time because I recognize your yeah, name. Yeah, I don't need a picture. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not not really good at that kind of stuff, I guess. I depend on who it is. I will snatch a picture. And yeah. I did take a picture with Slick Rick the other day, but it was Slick Rick. It was Slick Rick. And that was a, a cool environment for them. Yeah, we were right. there working, so, right. you know, it was cool. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I've definitely... It was great to go. It was great for the show. Like, we, we really talked to a, a good set of people who we think... Um, can be great guests. So for that purpose, it was cool. Like it was a good trip. It, it was, was worth it. Dope. Y'all know Atlanta going Atlanta though. <laughs> but it was a it was it was a great trip. The thing it had nothing to do with it with with the revolt. The thing that the most the funniest thing to me was walking up through security and having to go through like eight checkpoints, and then a dude just pulls an AR fifteen out of the car, and you looked at me like. And then you, I saw like the switch go off on your head, like we are in Atlanta. Yeah, listen, the <laughs> gun situation down there. I was like, okay. We were walking, and the dude just reached in the camera and pulled out one of the security guards, and he was like, <laughs> like, and then he, I saw you, like your gears turning, like, oh, we're in, yeah, that's right, we're in Georgia. Yeah, it's a it's a different situation down well, there. Well, overall, it was um, it was a pretty dope experience. I think we made some meaningful relationships and. You know, I think some of those people may or may not pop up on the show pretty soon. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I'm confident that um, we'll have some some good guests. So, yeah, I mean, when I look back over the last four years, I have like mainly fond memories of doing the show. But have you had any low points? I mean, minus the stuff we've already talked about on here. Any low points in doing the show? I mean, I think I've kind of touched on this a few times. It's been like. You know, you just be agitated with stuff like camera failure, technology failure. You forget something pivotal piece and you got to kind of like adapt and overcome. But I never had any feelings like, oh, I'm not doing the show anymore. Or like, oh, what am I doing this for? I know what the long run is while we build them. But, you know, you have those moments where you're just like frustrated or whatever. You definitely had them. I know you was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was supposed to at that time I was supposed to edit that episode <laughs> I ended up editing an episode at a house party when was that which one that was that was back in like July I don't even you I was supposed to like listen to the entire episode it had to be edited or whatever some things had to be taken out and moved around and I told you I was going to do it I was away working but I was like, and you call me on a Sunday because you're like, this thing has to be together. Where's the file at? And I'm like, oh, I didn't do it. You... <laughs> and let's just say you was tight. Was but... was this a different? No, was this the time where you fell asleep? Was this the the wings the wings incident? No, no, no okay, no. this is another time. No, this was uh, it was around that same time, mm-hmm. but it was a different. It was a Sunday. Yeah, because I was flying back like. Well, no, I was driving back maybe the day, the next day, the day after that or whatever. So it was like last minute. It was like my last, I want to say it was like my last night in Atlanta. Oh, okay. And you, and I was sitting there, everybody partying. I'm sitting there listening to the episode, editing it. 
people eating plates of food, going back and forth, and I'm in the other room with a headset on. Because there was another incident, which we won't get into on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> An unfortunate... Uh, was it Wings? Yeah. It was an unfortunate Wings incident, and you did not get to converting uh, some video to audio for me. <laughs> Life happened. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I think, but I, what I can say, though, is despite all of the hiccups, we've never missed, like, we've never lost recording. We haven't. We've lost video, but we've never lost any audio. Yeah, thank God. Um, so we've made it work on that that front. There's some Audio, I wish we would have lost, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you listen to the show regularly, you probably could you probably can pinpoint the episodes or where I was just thank God there wasn't a bubble over my head. Like, what was that? But we've had a handful of those too, for sure. No comment. <laughs> we'll leave that where it's at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, like it's just the grind. Like it's. Literally, I don't really have like low points in the show. It's just the grind of getting up, trying to make it happen, right? In the face of like all kinds of adversity, we've we've recorded in the middle of grief. We've recorded in the middle of like personal upheaval, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, I just think, I mean, we probably said this a million times, but it's just part of the personality, part of our upbringing, who we are. Just to kind of figure out a way, and it always—it's crazy, but in the end, it always—we always figure something out. Yeah, like, it's never like something happens, and, and like I don't know what we're gonna do. Even when guests cancel at the last minute, or something goes wrong, something gets broken, I always figure out a way how to replace it and make it happen. Or guests just—when you say the last minute, he really means the last minute. We had so many people cancel at the last minute, or hit us with the whole "Oh, that was today." Yes, it was today. That's why you have a calendar invite. Oh, my God. I mean, we've gotten to the point with those folks that we won't even invite them back. <laughs> it's like a one and done. Don't play with my time, especially when we're trying to help you out. Right. Okay? Seriously. But, and, and the thing I think that's so annoying about that is like, you know, you go back and forth with someone, try to find the time. Okay. Tell me the times that work for you. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I had this. I have this. You accommodate them. You schedule it. You send a reminder. Maybe a week out, and then they go, oh, that was today? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do that another day. Like, I beg your pardon? Yeah, there, there is no other day at this point. Like, we're just like, okay, thank you, but but no thanks. It's too much. Like, I, I you know, it's, it's not, I, that's on my list of things that will make me act outside of myself, because I take it as a slap in the face, because it's so much, especially when we were doing it in person, it's so much that goes into... Mm-hmm. Booking the show, getting it together, setting everything up, the notes, review. It's like a, it's really like a 20 man job that only a few people are doing. And to set all that up and have somebody be like, yeah, I ain't gonna make it. Let's do this another time. It's like, oh, you're burning money in time. Yeah, it, it happens. I mean, we, we've we had to accommodate last minute changes, but at least the folks show up. And somebody that we had to accommodate is now the mayor elect of New York City. Right, that's crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. That was nuts. We we did have Eric Adams on the show right around the time, you know, he had announced, right, that, right. that he was going to run, announced his candidacy. And he was supposed to come to the show, but then he was stuck at like a fundraiser event. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then I think, did somebody cancel that day? Somebody did cancel. Somebody had to cancel and it 
magically opened up a slot. Right. Come. So one of his folks called, like, can we still come? And just, just so happened because that person canceled, which we were pissed off about, but it created the slot for him to come on. And um, I think I said in that episode, like, I don't think this is the last we're going to hear from you. Yeah, sure and uh, here we are, which right. is nuts. And shout out to Eve. Uh, he was a former guest. Eve, Eve Darboos for helping to facilitate that whole thing. You know, it's... Not every day, you know, our little show, you get to have somebody on who was borough president and now the next mayor of New York City, the second black mayor of New York City. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing about this show is a lot of people are leveling up in like major ways and and they've been on and their lives, which is, I mean, the whole 26er platform, right? right? It's all about people who have a vision and are executing on that vision every single day. And like, we are watching in real time, people reaping the benefits of that, whether you agree with the man's politics or not. Right. He, he came on, he made a declaration. He marched towards that, that vision for himself. And here we are. Here we are. You know, I, I can, you know, politicians are weird. It's a weird space. Politics getting in and out. I'm not going to get in stances and things, mm-hmm. but I can respect anybody who has a vision goes forward, makes it happen, and does it from, you know, by good means, right? Not mm-hmm. using no crazy underhanded taxes. I mean, not taxes, but tactics by hook or by crook, but you make it happen for yourself. I could see the value in that. You know what I mean? You're not talking about political stance or anything else, but the man made a declaration, made it happen, won the popular vote, and will be the, you know, the next mayor in New York City. Do you think we have the most speed dial or not? Oh, it's nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what's so wild is I have his personal cell phone number right. in my phone, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that, that, that's a no go. Yeah, because yeah. I, I talked to him a few times after the episode, even met with him. And yeah, we, we're not getting, <laughs> but probably the, not getting a hold of him. The crazy part is, though, most of our guests are on speed, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, there are so many people. Who you you do a better job with me, like keeping right. up with folks, and you have more numbers than I do because you just talk to these people before the I episode. I do a lot of the pre-production and post-production, so I it's I got I probably have more touch points than you. Right, but like if I reach out to people from the show, I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Like they always respond, like what's good. So you guys are still at it, doing your thing. So yeah, it's good to have those connections for sure. It's great. I mean, it it uh, it is. Um, it's been mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this show has added value to a lot of people's lives, not only listeners, but particularly guests. And, you know, and in turn, they have turned around and added value in our lives in, you know, a multitude of different ways. You can go on and on about, you know, opportunities, advice, you know, sometimes just listen to ears. You know, mm-hmm. you call them for one thing or guests reach out. You know, I've had several guests. You know, I just thought about you. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, build like true, genuine relationships and friendships. So it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come, particularly in the next year or two. Now that we're at the four year mark, what does it look like at the five year mark? So I feel like oftentimes five years can be a pivotal time. But at the same time, like I do appreciate that we still are able to have unfettered conversations. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Sometimes you level up so much, you start getting these like really big, well-known names and you have publicists involved and managers and all this other stuff. And you can be limited in the type of messaging that they're willing to get into on the show. But like not having to really 
And we've dealt with publicists, but it's on a level where we tell them, them, this is what the show's right. about and this is our format. They don't get to tell us, right? right? And we've had a couple of instances where folks have tried to tell us what the format was going to be. And we were like, well, th- no, thank you. We're not a, <laughs> we're not a 15 minute show. That's not what we do. Yeah, we've had that happen several times. So yeah. I can come on. This is what I want to talk about. I can only do, you know, 15, 20 minutes max and I'm gone. It's like, well, thank you. But no, thank you. You can kick rocks. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not modifying what we do and what the show is known for for somebody else's agenda. That's not happening. But once somebody agrees to come on and dedicate that hour or so to the show, we're able to just let the conversation happen organically, which has been great for yeah, sure. Been, yeah, it's been great, and I'm interested, like you said, to see what that that five year mark looks like. Right? You know, five years from now, what turns? Because it's been Oh, Lord, it's been just, it's been a lot of stop and starts, like false starts, misfires, all kinds of things. And I feel like it's just the universe. I don't know if you want to call it the devil, God, whoever, just trying to say, are you really about to? Are you sure? This is what you want. Yeah. I mean, it's, and people, it's always funny to me, like when people reach out and they're like, you know what you guys should be doing? And it's all things like, we've thought about or on the agenda, but they don't really understand the gravity of what it takes to produce this show. So it's like, yeah, there are five other things that we like to do, but being realistic about what's feasible and when. Um, so yeah, everybody has ideas about <laughs> what they think we should you be know, doing. You, you really ever thought about, you know, putting the, cl- the clips, the clip. Listen, you've got to find, you have to source the clips. You have to edit the clips. You have to add graphics to the clips. You have to format the clips. So it's, time enough because nobody's watching five minute clips and then on top on top of that you have to write a description and load the flights that can be we're talking about that could possibly be three days of work in Mm -hmm. itself outside of eating right exercising you know what i'm saying making money doing other things it's a lot you know it's a lot to ask of a person you know what i mean yeah and like i be clear, I'm about to be 40, okay? that My birthday is quickly approaching, and I do not have the energy that I had 15 years ago. There's a certain amount of sleep I need to perform at this level, I'm realizing. My knees sound like maracas when I get off the couch now. Like, it's just a different ballgame. So I feel much younger than that, for the most part, but my body is like... You're not in your 20s anymore, so it's like, you sit down. When I get up out of this chair, it's going to sound like somebody opening two trapper keepers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. My body is just like, yeah. It's different. It's different. It's, it's very much different. I was like concerned about having the right mats in my kitchen for Thanksgiving, standing all those hours from my mom and I just to make sure, you know, the lower back was doing all right. Like, it's not a game. So that, that may mean... You know, that some things have to wait. We move slower on some things. But what I think is most important is the core of the show and what we've committed to from December 26th, 2017 until now, we've kept up with that. Right. Kept up with the ethos of the show. Yeah. Like people know on Tuesdays, that episode is going to drop. Um, So so that that feels good. It feels good to know that, like, we may not have been on the schedule that we wanted for a lot of the other things that we we wanted to do. And there are things that we're still kind of pushing off um, and some things that are, are happening right now. But at least the nuclear part of the show is there and continues and is going to continue. Now, some things may be changing. You want to get into that? 
No. <laughs> no. Wait, wait and see. I thought it was your schedule that you wanted to launch very soon, but okay. Um, so you're not getting into anything that's new? I mean, we can talk about a few things. Okay, I'll let you lead then since you, you want to put some stuff on, on uh in the vault for right now. But um so you know, a few things definitely be changing. We'll be putting out um some more micro content, um, bringing back some old things that we used to do in the beginning of the podcast and video form. So um, we are going to bring back the Monday morning move, which is yourself, you know, with some inspirational words on Mondays to get people's week started off right, which I'm excited about because I think you've gleaned some really, some real authentic life lessons that you can share uh, with the public. We're also going to be doing 26 picks. We're, we're going to be highlighting uh, items and products. Um, a lot of it will be former guests things that people brought up, things that we like and we use and we want to share and promote to the world. And that's just, you know, a few of the things that we got in the works uh, for the 26er community. So watch out for that. Yes, it's 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 brewing. It's it's coming. So and it's really coming because some of it's already shot. So right. it's, it's happening for real. And the next year, dream guests you want to come on? And the next year, dream guests that I want to come on. Dream guest that I'd like to have come on. I'd like to speak to Riz's brother, Devon. Yes, I know. He is high on your list. He's high on my list. He's he's actually been, they've been doing these little interviews with him on the, uh, in a barbershop. Like he's getting his hair cut and some barber in Staten Island just recorded it. He's just been talking. But he's a very fascinating guy. I think anybody who came out of, who was born in like the late 60s, early 70s, that lived in the tri-state area and came up through crack and figured out a way out of that into something legitimate is just super fascinating to me because your life could have went any way. And, you know, you're successful. Now your life is being documented and told on TV. But I haven't heard anyone speak to him in long form about, like, how this guy who used to be in the streets, you know, had the business savvy and the mind to create one of the biggest groups in the world. And sell however many million records they sold and merchandise and all these things and make these things happen and still be doing pretty good for yourself, you know, because a lot of times people rise to the top and, you know, and they fall off and they have nothing. But him and his brother, like they're doing fine mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think that's that's like a dream guest for me. Idris Sandu, um, he was actually at the Revolt mm-hmm. Summit. Um, he is a programmer. Jay-Z actually, I can't remember, what is it? Afrotech? I can't remember the name of the firm, but they, he has some sort of deal. But long story short, his notoriety came through Nipsey Hussle. So he did a lot of programming. He's a self-taught programmer. Um, he's from California, but I think he's Ghanaian from Ghana originally, or his family is from Ghana. But taught himself from going to the library, going to the computer, how to program, dealing with AI, uh, virtual realities, done stuff with Instagram, you know, Uber, Tesla, connected with Nipsey Hussle, did a lot of the the uh, VR stuff for their merch. So they like if you scan the tags on their shirt, like exclusive content pops up, like a lot of stuff that people are doing now. They were doing it with the Marathon brand like four or five years ago. But he's just a really interesting guy. And he's walked away from a lot of like he had a full scholarship to MIT, all these things. And he just turned it down. Like there's nothing that they can teach me. And he's young. He's like super young. Mm-hmm. So haven't seen too many conversations with him. 
would love to talk to him. And I don't know. I, I think as a wild card, maybe the third person would be like, I don't know, like Ryan Coogler, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just an amazing storyteller telling different stories or whatever um, through his movies and his, his videos. But, you know, I'd love to sit down and talk to him about, you know, him making that transition from being a football player to a, a, a film student or whatever. And like, you know, what was that like? Because, I mean, Ryan Coogler is Ryan Coogler now, but he wasn't that, you know, 10 years ago. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think off the top of my head, those would be like my three dream guests for next year. Who, who would yours be? Um, can't say the first one because it's the actress uh, that gotcha. I mentioned earlier. High on the list. But I'm I'm just letting the universe and God work the magic. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things on this show where I've been like. I'd really like to talk to that person. And it has happened through no effort of our own. You know, I just thought about blurting her name out. But then I realized that I would have to go back and edit it and put a blur over (laughs) my mouth and beep it out and do some extra stuff. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. High on my list. Love her work. I love how she approaches Hollywood and just doesn't seem to be beat for like all the extraness of it. And so, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal the name when it actually happens. You know who's on my list? It is in. So we have a database, folks, that we use um, to track who we've reached out to, who's been on the show, the referrals that we've gotten. And this person is in my contact at a later stage list and has been for a really long time. But it's still high on the list for me. Camillionaire. I can see it. Camillionaire. People may be like, what? But if you know anything about Camillionaire's story, you know that he made some wise investments. So people may see him as like, Oh, he was hot and rap for like a minute, but he really made smart money moves. So I'm always interested in like talking to people who are able to pivot um, and take whatever spoils they get from one thing and flip that into sort of sustainable wealth. So um, I'd be interested to hear his story for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. He he did what athletes and entertainers are supposed to do, which is get in, run up a real bag. And just transition into something else. Mm-hmm. Like, in if you're talking about, like, that's what, like, investment bankers and people do. They find the idea, they get in, they cash out, and they're looking for the next deal. And again, I'm pretty sure he still makes music and does what. But you know how rap is. Rap fans can be very fickle. You hot one minute, right. next minute, like, you're, you know, your old news or whatever. It's really a young man's game. But he was able to take, you know, his popularity, his fame, and most importantly, his money. And pivot in the Silicon Valley and appears to be doing very well for himself. Yeah, I'd be down for that conversation. We'll be down to talk to Rich Paul as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, Rich Paul is another one. That's just like an amazing story from selling jerseys to being LeBron's agent and dating Adele. Like, yeah, man. Like he putting on for dark skinned people under the <laughs> under the height of five nine because Rich Paul is legit like five seven. I listen, think. I'm not mad at it. Uh, for sure. Ava DuVernay on the list and particularly because of the way she started, mm-hmm. right? Like really bootstrapping, putting her own money into it, still was working a day job, all those things. I think that's just a very inspirational story. And more people have that story than folks realize, right. like having to build this thing that you're passionate about, that you feel like you're meant to be doing, but still having to keep a day job or keep the bills paid. And it's not an easy thing to do. So I'd be interested to have that conversation as well. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, I'm pre- somebody. I'm forgetting a ton of people. I know a ton that, of but 
You know who I want to speak to? Ryan Leslie. Oh yeah, you know I'm a huge Ryan, Ryan Leslie fan. I would, I would want to speak to Ryan Leslie. And the the thing about Ryan Leslie that I just find so is he's one of those people that's done everything, and like it's not necessarily at the forefront as far as fame, but he looks like he is not missing a meal nah. at all, and he's kind of predicted everything that's going on right now as far as content crowdsourcing community like he's on that wave like oh my god so long ago. ago and it's so crazy because i remember you mentioning it and i remember kevin mentioning it like what he was doing or whatever and it and it makes sense because at the end of the day Riles is a nerd like he's a musician but he's like a this is a dude that went to harvard like he really like book smart but he was just understood the importance of community building the brand and being in touch with your fans when you know, 15 years ago or, you know, 10 years ago, even yeah, being a star was being away, like secluded. Mm-hmm. He's always like on the front. This is what I'm doing. Even like, remember back in like t- 2008, 2009, when he was like vlogging himself, making oh, yeah. music, For sure. making beats, making beats and recording it, putting it on YouTube, doing like, these shows in obscure places in Europe and recording right. all of it. Yeah. He was on that game of like micro content and connecting with your fans in that way before everybody was doing it. Right. For sure. So I, I feel like it, it would be a super, it'd be an amazing conversation to have uh, just his thoughts about, you know, his journey to how he's gotten to where he is and what his thoughts about where music, entertainment, whole content creation space is heading. I think that would be a dope conversation to have. Yeah. I mean, and then I have like, the huge interviews in my back pocket that I hope we get to one day for sure. But like things in the, in the nearer future, I think that's, you know, the ones that I'm thinking about right, right now. But the, the, the thing that I realized time and time again, and me and Brandon always talk about this. Shout out to Brandon, longtime listener of the show, longtime supporter. He's a damn near producer of the show at this point mm-hmm. when we talk. Uh, but the thing that I find interesting is like, I don't really want a lot of the so-called like big names. I wouldn't want to have them on the show. Cause the thing that I realized, like I really, I'm an interview person. Like I really, that's been my thing for a while. Podcasts, interviews, just that other, you know, shout out to the late, great Reggio say, I think that was like the first podcast, like I regularly listened to or whatever. And I really enjoy it. Cause you learn just a lot. It's not like a surface level conversation, like how radio interviews and stuff used to be. But at the same time, what's, I feel like what's happening with podcasts, what happens with everything else, especially with big names, they get like a routine mm-hmm. and the story that they tell and they stick to that story on every show. You can listen to five different podcasts with Jamie Foxx, but he going to give you them same stories over. And he's like got it down packed like a comedy routine. So it's like a lot of times with a lot of those big names, you hear the same thing over and over again. The only time things change is when they're talking to somebody who's like an old friend. Yeah, but when I I think when I say big interviews, it's because I envision that we create a safe space where people come and they deviate from the script, where they come in and they're like, I didn't expect to talk about this. Is that a tough egg to crack or a tough nut to crack, whatever the saying is? Yes, absolutely. Alicia said she's going to be the black Nardwar. <laughs> but literally, that's the vision that I have. Right. And I've said it on here. Like, I want this to be the place people come to tell the truth. And I believe we can create that environment where even if it's orchestrated, where people are like, I'm ready to speak my truth. But I'm going to come. Yeah, here. call DMAC. Like, this is the only place I'm willing to do the interview. Like, that's what I envision for us. And I'm just crazy enough to believe that it can happen one day. No, I believe it. Because that's, that's what it'll have to be. Because... 
again, I just get tired of the people doing the same interview oh, yeah. over and over again. And I'll like, tap out and stop doing this before I'll go into like, okay, here are the three bullets you want to hit on the show. Thanks for stopping right. by. Like, that's not going to work for me. Um, So it has to be that. It's got to be that kind of show. Um, And I don't know. Maybe we'll change the game. Maybe. We're coming for you, Gail. <laughs> Robert. Robert. Interview was iconic. Robert. I'm fighting for my life! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what else is going on in the world that you want to talk about? Listen, man, I'm just ready for the new year and everything that it entails. Like, I'm, it's so crazy. I'm so caught up in what I'm doing and what we're doing with the show. I don't really know what's going on in the world like that. Outside of, like, when things happen and things hit my phone, like, Virgil passed away. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... You know what I mean? Whew, that's a lot. It's a lot, like, but I don't... It may sound crazy. It's just, I don't have the bandwidth a lot of times to see everything that's going on. I catch headlines, but I'm focused on doing what we need to do for this show and, you know, building my business, getting better with this camera and doing what's needed with that, that, you know, everything else can fall to the wayside for, for all I care. Yeah. I mean, that news was shocking. And of course, just makes you think about your own mortality. None of us are exempt. It doesn't matter how much greatness and talent that you have. So that definitely is on the forefront of my mind. But that's, but again, circling back, I think that's why I'm so focused on what we're doing because you you have to think about your own mortality, anything you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? So why not take a chance on doing something that you want to do and building something that you want to build because. You don't know what life has in store for you. I don't know how old he was, but he can't be old. 41? Yeah, I was about to say he can't be older than 45. Like, that's not a very long time to live. So, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be dogged about your pursuits. Not saying that never to enjoy yourself or don't ever take the days off. But you have goals in mind and things you want to accomplish. You got to be working towards those goals. Take a break and step off when you need to. But... Like, things like that remind me, like, yeah, go after what you want. Virgil, he was, if I'm not mistaken, he went to school to be like an engineer or something and transitioned over into fashion because that's what he wanted to do. And he was like Nigerian. So I know his parents was not happy about that. But look what he was able to do in his 41 years on this earth. It's sad that, you know, he's gone. But it's like things like this to remind you, like, all right, this is why we're doing. That's part of the reason. You don't know if you're going to be here, you know what, but at least you got to make the attempt or pursue something that you're passionate about. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking a lot, too, about King Richard. Mm -hmm. And have you watched the film yet? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. And just, I mean, I know there's been a lot of chatter since it came out about the fact that it's focused so much on Venus and Serena's dad. But for me, A, I think it's commendable that they honored their father and the plan that he mm-hmm. had. So I don't know what people on the internet are talking about. Man, people need to stop with them horrible takes and just let it be. They're not saying that their dad was perfect, but I think like it's getting unnecessary criticism. And I feel like I can be super critical of movies sometimes myself, but... I think we all get away from realizing like movies are just stories that are told within an hour, two hours. You can't fill everything. And and like people are not, they're not Jesus. Like they're not perfect. They have their shortcomings, but there's a message. They're trying to set an example and relay some ideas through telling the story of a person. Was he perfect? No. Was he hard headed? Did he, you know, go back and forth with his wife? Yes. Did he have kids on the side that he didn't necessarily take care of? Yes. 
said other, but doesn't change the fact that the man had a plan and a goal and a vision and did some great things with his family and his daughters. Yeah, and I think my whole thing is they honored, they chose to honor him. Like, it, it was their choice. Well, and for all of his shortcomings, clearly he had a plan that he was dogged about. Right. And you got to give credit where credit is due on that. The man saw what was possible and he went after it. Even if those methods were unconventional or what weren't always the right decision to make, clearly he planted these seeds and he watered them and they grew. Right. And to be able to honor a black father publicly for having a plan for his children, flaws aside, that's their right to do that. And it's it's commendable, right? Like it's commendable for them to to honor to honor him in that way. It is. I like I just never thought it would be that much of an issue. Like, I know you saw the the tweet that that person put out and it was like, you know, it's just it's crazy that they, you know, being straight the biggest stars and the movie had to be the name after them. It's like, they are executive producers. This is a story. They you thought, would they be, would they play tennis without their dad? In Compton, California, would you be playing tennis at a world-class level without a parent with a vision? It's not even a, like, you saw the movie, like, you have to, they, father, their father did a phenomenal job of training them, but he knew he could only take them so far. So far. He had to bring in somebody else and their entire family, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, had to move from California to Florida to train with that guy, Rick Macy or whatever, to get them to where they needed to be. And then he had, their father had the foresight to know, like, yo, a lot of these kids are getting burnt out. Because right. They're working them. To, their parents are working them to death. Like they're like prize horses or something and not actual human beings. So he, they, they didn't play tennis for like, what, like four years or something like that? They didn't compete or three years? They didn't enter your tournament. They didn't enter or... tournaments. They practice every day. But he was like, I want them to go to school. I want to take them to Disneyland. I want them to be kids or whatever, because he's like watching all these other kids who are turning pro who are just flaming out. They're doing drugs, like going crazy. I'm like, the story is like super commendable. Yeah, the man was flawed. But I mean, at the end of the day, are we all not human beings like with our own flaws? But I don't know. Everybody's perfect on the internet. (laughs) Everybody's Everybody's perfect perfect. on the internet. Just like, you know, they made it about him. Yeah, he made them. Not only physically made them, but guided them, him and his wife, to to where they are now. There, there is is literally no Venus and Serena without their father and their mother. Right, and that's key: the father and the mother. And they and they they highlighted their mom's role as well. But I think the thing was it was the dad who originally had the plan. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but I think it was a great movie. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm all about executing on the plan. It left me inspired, like motivated, and uh, ready to take on the next chapter. Right, I'm That's waiting for sure. that Levar Ball movie to come out in 20 years. That's gonna be a great one. Oh man, he's gonna have much more bravado. That's for sure. Yeah, and I like not to get off topic, but I I feel like Levar Ball gets unnecessary hate. He does like you know he's he's been wrong about a bunch of things just that and other, but like at the core of it. It's a man who had a plan and a vision, had some boys who truly love basketball. All mm-hmm. they want to do is play basketball, build a life for himself and his family. Even if the boys burn out and never do what they lived up to do, their family is straight. Right. You know what I mean? They had some mishaps, but one person can't be everything. He can't be a financial expert and master clothes designer and all these different things. But he had a vision, talked up his boys, gave them the utmost confidence, and they're performing. 
and they're not getting in trouble. They're not. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything. And I think the most interesting thing that I don't think anybody's ever really talked about it. He talked so much that his kids never had to talk. True. He was the hype man. It was like wrestling. I don't know if you ever or any of the listeners are familiar with wrestlers, but like professional wrestling, when there's a wrestler who doesn't have the mic skills, they give him a manager that does all the talking. And the manager takes a lot of the heat and the wrestler just goes out and perform. But it's interesting. And in a real sport, he's like a, ma- a manager in that sense. But like a lot of times when you have young athletes and high draft bigs, the sports analysts and the TV shows and the media tear them apart. Mm-hmm. But he kind of made himself the shield and the center of attention that he caught a lot of the criticism True. and his boys didn't care. The conversation and people looked at, oh, he's so egotistical. But I would, I would imagine it's like a stress relief for his son's. A few years. I mean, they're in the league now, talking for themselves, but making that transition is a stress relief because your pops is handling all that. You don't mm-hmm. have to deal with it. All you got to do is go out and play. You don't have to promote yourself and say how good you are and try to make it about you and be labeled as egotistical. All that stuff goes towards your dad. True. So that LeVar movie, is, ball movie is going to be off the chain. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We'll see what happens in a, a decade or two. Never lost! <laughs> <laughs> so listen man anything else you want to say before we get out of here hey man thank you for rocking with us for 200 episodes and even if you haven't been watching for 200 episodes uh thanks for you know the three four five six episodes you watch and then you viewed shared commented on we thank you we appreciate you because this doesn't happen without your support yes our faithful community you have been with us through all the ups and downs. You reach out and and send messages of support, motivation, encouragement. You tell us like people really give us feedback when something was great and what they got out of it. So we appreciate that. Those who are constantly referring people to the show, not only as guests, but listeners or trying to find other things for us to get plugged into. Mm. Uh, we really do have some behind the scenes producers on this show who like want to see us succeed and want to see the show grow, uh, who make the investment and, and give us their time and attention. And we are deeply grateful for that. Deeply. <laughs> so with that being said, if you have not subscribed to this show yet, do so right now. And when I say subscribe, I mean wherever you get your podcasts, but also make sure you're follow- following us on social media. We're December 26th or 26ER on all platforms. And that includes YouTube. So if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I would do that now. Right after you finish this episode, go ahead and click the little bell for the notifications and all of that because new content is coming and it's coming very quickly. So not only subscribe, we need you to like, comment, and most importantly, Share. Yes, those impressions, those interactions, y'all know that's important. So please do that. Help us to continue to grow and send us your thoughts of what you would like to see, what you would like to hear us talk about. We're always looking for those suggestions as well. Um, and sometimes I wish we had like cameras just up with just us randomly, because that's when sometimes the magic happens and we get on a tangent about something and it's usually pretty hilarious. So uh hopefully you'll get more of that in the behind the scenes content as well. Cheers. <laughs> with that. We are signing off. You'll see these episodes regularly and on schedule now because that's part of the lineup change. It is coming. So look out for that. And as always, remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.